Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, November 29th. I'm Jonathan All, in for Wayne Pratt. This year's drought has baked crops, drained rivers, and ignited wildfires. It could be nothing compared to how our diets, health, and economy will have to change for the longer, deeper droughts scientists anticipate in the coming decades. That is going to substantially limit the ability of this part of the world to function as one of the major quote-unquote breadbasket regions. A look into a drier, hotter future coming up on The Gateway. The drought that wreaked havoc over the Plains states and moved into the Midwest is still causing major problems in Missouri. Governor Mike Parson yesterday extended the state's drought alert until March of next year. 87% of Missouri counties face abnormally dry conditions, and drought conditions are not expected to substantially improve this winter. The Missouri Department of Natural Resources activated the Drought Assessment Committee over the summer, and that work group will continue its work through the spring. The first day of filing for seats on the St. Louis Board of Aldermen brought newcomers and old-timers to the city's election board yesterday. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman has more on who's running so far. For Joe Vollmer, his run in the new 5th Ward, which covers neighborhoods like the Hill and Southwest Garden, will likely be his last. I want to get the new ward set up and then uh, you know, maybe you know, bow out gracefully after this term. Meanwhile, political newcomer Daniela Velazquez will run in the new 6th Ward, which includes the Shaw and Tower Grove South neighborhoods. This is a chance for all of us to work together to really put the city in a place where we all can thrive. Filing closes January 6th. The March 2023 primary will be the first under a new 14-ward setup that voters approved more than a decade ago. I'm Rachel Lippman. St. Louis Public Radio. The new chairwoman of the Missouri Legislative Black Caucus wants both the caucus and the legislature as a whole to work on education policy this upcoming session. Democrat Representative Marlene Terry, whose district includes parts of St. Louis County, says some areas she wants to focus on includes the issue of schools losing local control due to test scores, charter school expansion, and retaining teachers. Terry says in some of those cases, the issue doesn't stem from schools, but from higher in the education system. I just feel like we've been going and looking at the wrong individuals. We should be looking at the Department of Education and how they maintain or how they work. Terry also has concerns over possible passages of legislation that would allow for lawsuits against public schools for various reasons. She says bills like that are a reason for why Missouri can't recruit quality teachers. For one night only, the Two Hill Performing Arts Center is hosting an exclusive performance of an original opera written by and starring elementary students from the Normandy Schools Collaborative. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports. Third graders wrote the opera, based on the Three Little Pigs, in weekly classes with Opera Theater of St. Louis teaching artist Valerie Smith. The atmosphere walking into the room was just awesome. They took ownership very early which made my job really easy. During their dress rehearsal, kids in pig noses and wolf ears filled the two hill with songs, accompanied by musicians from Normandy High School and the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. 
Fourth grader Aiden Westbrook plays the big bad wolf. I think he has so many lines that like I could actually focus on. This was just a, this this is a journey. The students perform tonight at seven. I'm Kate Grimke, St. Louis Public Radio. Think of this year's drought as a sort of dress rehearsal to consider the drier, hotter future that scientists predict climate change has in store. Long-lasting drought conditions could change what we eat, how we breathe, and where we go for a drink of water. Elizabeth Rembert reports for Harvest Public Media. I'm walking through the Platte River right now to get to a sandbar that's right next to a bridge. You can hear the cars passing overhead. The reason I'm able to walk right now in the Platte is because there's just a couple of inches of water in the river. It's so shallow that I actually saw some guys driving their pickup truck in the riverbed. Even so, the fact that there's any water in the Platte is a little bit unusual. For the past few months, parts of the river have been bone dry. Every time I do drive across the Platte, you just see the dryness. You just kind of hold your breath a little bit. That's Liz Elliott. She works for the city of Lincoln, which relies on the Platte for some of its water. She's part of a team searching for another water source as the Midwest gets drier and hotter. And we know to make sure that we have water for the next hundred years that we need to find a second source of water. Thinking far ahead is a good idea, according to Daniel Weitzel. He's a climatologist with the High Plains Regional Climate Center and the National Drought Mitigation Center. He says things will have to change as dry stretches that were once in a lifetime become more like every couple of years. Like you've heard about a thousand year precipitation events, right? So in similar light, we could have thousand year droughts. In the coming decades, higher temperatures and lower rainfall will mean more dry years. Downpours will be intense and short, depositing months of rain in days. The hard, sun-baked soil won't be able to take in the moisture. That is going to substantially limit the ability of this part of the world to function as one of the major, quote-unquote, breadbasket regions. Nick Jordan is an ecologist at the University of Minnesota. He says U.S. agriculture is going to have to change significantly to find its place in a drier future. It could mean fewer corn and soybean fields. They have to be planted every year and take a lot of water. We have to move away from that or we're going to have a food system that's really vulnerable to the variable weather. There's going to be a lot of collateral damage to society. So instead of cornflakes, will we eat Kernza flakes? Kernza is a perennial grain, which Jordan says could do better in future droughts. It doesn't have to be planted every year, and its deep roots can track down water. But the economy would have to change a lot for farmers to opt for perennials over good old, reliable corn. It's in candy bars, antibiotics, gasoline. But corn isn't the only thing that takes a lot of water. One pound of beef costs about 40 bathtubs. Enter lab-grown meat. Emma Ignaszewski is with the Good Food Institute, which researches alternative proteins. Communities have been forced to adapt to increasing droughts, floods, fires, and crop failures, all while the demand for meat is set to double by 2050. She says meat that's grown from animal cells can get people their protein fix. After all, labs don't need Mother Nature for ideal growing conditions. Dry ground doesn't just hurt agriculture. It can also hurt people by making its way into their lungs through dust storms like this one, which hit western Kansas earlier this fall. 
Jesse Bell studies water, climate, and health at the University of Nebraska Medical Center. He says air pollution from dust storms and wildfires could cause serious problems for people with asthma or increase heat-related deaths. Drought changes the environment, and that change in the environment can lead to human health outcomes. It'll take time before we understand the full scope of how drought affects human health. But Bell says it's a good time to start preparing. The problems could potentially get worse in the future. If we're trying to take steps to address these issues now, it'll make us better prepared for the future as well. A future with less water and hotter temperatures. That will likely mean a lot of changes to the way we live. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Elizabeth Rembert. Ex Grant Nunez and David Condos contributed to this report, a collaboration between Harvest Public Media and the Kansas News Service. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. The music is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We are a member supported service of the University of Missouri, St. Louis. I'm Jonathan All, in for Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.